Welcome to the Bromley Puzz, coming from Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells, Jingle Coming from Jingle Bells, apparently, uh, or possibly the North Pole. Actually, it's um, the north-ish end of Bromley and the, uh, uh, the library. Yes, we are. Yes, it's the Bromley Library. Yes, the We're in the business hub. But startup Bromley Business Hub. Uh, yes. I would like to um, apologise. Uh, in fact, I would like to apologise in a minute because I've forgotten something else. Who we are. Who we are. Yes. Who are we? Well, I am uh, Darren Wheel of Intune PR, and you are. Zenat Narani of Vida de la Mariposa Coaching. Right, and now I can get back to the apology, which is <laughs> I sound dreadful in the recent podcast because I've had a cold. A cold, nothing worse, uh, for about the last three weeks, and it's uh, still with me now. Sorry, My hearing is a say? bit shot as Sorry? well. Sorry, <sighs> Can't get the co-presenters, really can't. Um, so, carry on with your apology. Yeah, no, I don't, I'm pretty much finished, so uh, it, it's not sounding yeah. great when I'm being doing the editing back either, which is uh, unfortunate. But uh, never mind. You're um, doing a marvellous job. The show must go on. It must. It the done. show must go on. Nice bit of queening there. Oh, gosh, that sounded awful. Mm, I quite liked it. Apparently, I've been told from the last mm. um, buzz we did yes. uh, that my voice was pretty high. I haven't listened back to it. Yes, you do a fine falsetto. <laughs> I'm a bit scared to actually listen to myself. <laughs> uh, well, Darren Damon, when I was interviewing him recently, said he's never listened back to anything of his in his life. It puts him off. Oh, really? That's mm. interesting. Right, anyway, uh, right. on to today's show. Mm. Uh, let me see. Uh, what we have coming up is uh, a reasonably long interview with Councillor Yvonne Bear of Cray Valley East Ward. Uh, at least it will be uh, Cray Valley East Ward until 2022 because there's boundary changes then, which mm. pleasingly she explains during the interview. Uh, and that brings us on what's made us buzz in Bromley this week, Z. I was going to say, what's made you buzz? I normally always go first. Why don't you tell us what made you buzz this week? Actually, it's a very general thing. Uh, and the general thing is this, that there is actually too much buzzing news to share. I mean, I put quite a lot of it into what we're going to be speaking about later on. Mm. But Bromley has been lighting up. It has All, all over the place. The Christmas lighting has been going up in you know, Pets Woods in your Bromley Town Centre. Um, doubtless in uh, Penge and other places. And markets have been going on, like the Christmas market in Chislehurst, which I went to and did a recording mm. from, used in the last episode. And yeah, I'm not getting out to as much as uh, I was going to, to try and get rid of the cold. But for those who can get out, um, there's a lot of what's on coming up. And I've got an item which was sent to us with a request for it to be shared. Okay. So, so. I'm going to hit us up with that one now. Uh, and this is from the Art Society in Bromley. Uh, who really like what we're doing with this um, Buzz podcast. And uh, over to you to read that one out with your superior voice of the day. <laughs> okay, my superior voice. Um, yes. Mm. So, following their... Uh, so the, uh, uh, Sorry, the Arts uh, Society from Bromley. So, following their last lecture, the London Underground as an art gallery, which several members thought outstanding, the Arts Society Bromley's December lecture is... Gold. Absolute gold. The lecturer will explain something of its unique physical properties and look at the mirrored different uses it has be sorry, uses it has been put to, from coins, status enhancing plates, jewels and paintings. So on the sixth of December, come along to Ravensbourne School, Hayes. Oh that's something else, isn't it? Hmm? Hayes, is it? Hayes Lane. Hayes Lane. Mm -hmm. Well, that's just around the corner for me. At 7.15 and enjoy a glass of wine and mince pie. Your first lecture is a taster session and is free. For more information, go to www.theartsocietybromley.org.uk or you can email them at info at theartsocietybromley.org.uk. It will be a golden evening. You won't regret it. Sounds amazing. Do you think they're handing out samples? Yeah. That'd be nice. That'd be great. Yeah. Ingots. Mmm. Yeah. I, I think actually something that'd be really nice. We're, we're trying to do the Bromley buzz from places that aren't just the library. And uh, we, I'm currently talking to Chislehurst Caves because their spot yes. underground is very appealing. I think that will happen. Um, but wouldn't it be nice to do one from Fort Knox and take away a few souvenirs from there as well? Do you remember the Bond film? 
Yes. Talking of which, you saw the Bond film recently. We haven't talked about this on air. Have we not? Um, I thought we did. I don't think so. What did you think of the Bond film? I thought it was it was really good, mm. but it was very long. Um, and I did find there was almost like a series within a series or a, a film within a film, because I think they're getting ready for who the next Bond will be. Ah, uh, yes. But mind you, I was very, very tired when I went. So I kept on kind of going in and out of sleep. Not great. <laughs> That's not because the film was boring. It's just I was very, very tired. But no, it was a good film. I like the Bond films. Big fan of them. Well, I'm looking forward to going to a Bromley National Theatre soon because they've got It's a Wonderful Life coming up. Yes, we've got you our are tickets going booked. To they've got it in a radio show style And on their Twitter, they mm-hmm. have um, a pinned tweet, I think, at the top. And it's a picture of uh, nine members of their cast, I mm-hmm. think it is for it. Yes. <clears throat> It looks like a sort of 50-50 uh, male-female split, mix of ages and so on. Mm. It looks quite exciting. It will be. Yeah, it's going to be great. So, yes, uh, lots of lovely things buzzing around, isn't there? Right. Well, what lovely thing would you like to bring up? So, what would I like to bring up? Ooh, I've got a few little buzzes. Uh, the first buzz I would like to give uh, to uh, Loretta Wright, the editor of the All- Life in Orpington magazine, for, um, I completely forgot about this, I don't even remember um, mentioning this at all, but on page 26 to 27, uh, she's put in 12 days of giftmas, win it all worth an incredible £500 in prizes. We are giving away all these incredible gifts to one lucky reader this Christmas. And on there, from 1 to 10, there are loads and loads of different gifts from um, Home Away Package from Newton Woods um, worth £50. We've got Cluedo um, card games. Oh, no, Cluedo, the Churchill Theatre tickets. We've got... um, Helen Manchip, Social Surgery, offering a 45-minute session. Uh, just loads and loads of stuff. And there's mine as well, at number one. You're Mine's number the, one. I'm yes. number one. Woohoo! And it says, get yourself set for 2022 with an hour's free coaching session worth £95 from Zenat Narani of Vida de la Mariposa Coaching. Take your pick from growth coaching, well-being coaching, mental health coaching, or mindset coaching, and take one step closer to creating a better you. And if you want to find out more, you can get in touch with me um, through my website, fill out the forms there at zenatnarani.com. Uh, so I was really chuffed to see that there. Oh, it's very nice. I completely forgot about that. So yes, I'm there and uh, lo- you know the prices are amazing. Do you uh, deal with seasonal coaching? So for example, um, what, you got a, a bit, bit like the Harry Potter thing with um, the Dursley boy when he counted the Christmas presents and he didn't have as many as he expected and started doing a, a, a bit of anger. Or people who get fed up with turkey or They've had their in-laws around and there's been a lot of family <laughs> Oh, yes, I can coach around anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's all yeah. to do with the mindset. Well, there you go, listeners. Hopefully you have a better Christmas than the kind of thing I just talked about there. <laughs> right, what can I move on to then? Well, uh, that, that, as that the buzz next thing? that I can see, because mm. you mentioned something about doing podcasts in different places. Oh, yes. The Art Society will be one of them that we could do it at. Mm-hmm. This next one, the Santa Dash, tell us about your buzz on that. Oh, yes, the Santa Dash. Um, yeah, I, even though it's... Uh, a run of um, two kilometres, and personally I don't like much more than two yards. But Santa Dash Orpington, 5th of December, uh, which you can read about via the Orpington First website, which is the W's followed by Orpington First, 1ST that is, uh, .co.uk slash events. Uh, on the 5th of December, 10.30am, a fun festive 2km run starting in Priory Gardens and finishing in Orpington's Market Square. Mm. Join hundreds of Santas as I thought, and run, jog or walk your way around the beautiful Prior Gardens, which they are, in the annual Orpington Santa Dash. Uh, a mass Christmas-themed warm-up will get you in the festive spirit before starters' orders at 11am. I hope they mean by that glue wine or something similar as opposed to actual <laughs> exercise. Uh, registration costs, oh my God, you've got to pay for it, uh, include your Santa suit, 
Uh, okay, I'm five foot ten, and uh, well, they'll yeah. give you a Santa suit. <laughs> Apparently, uh, and awesome. once you've completed the dash, your souvenir medal. Adult seven pounds, under twelves five pounds, under threes free, and uh, <laughs> the idea of having a bunch of red-coated loons running around um, the priory and down to the library, the square. I'm it's fun, isn't it? That's going to be fantastic, and that's why I texted you and I said, let's, do, uh, you know, obviously we can do our podcast there, but. And then you went, what, run? And I went, yes, while running. And then Sarah was a bit like, oh, my goodness, huff, 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 you know, as in out of breath. Mm. Um, yeah, I think it would be great, running and podcasting at the same time. Do you think all three of us might do it? Sarah will be along. She, she won't lady. be here on the 5th oh, no, of December. that's true. Yeah. She's off to the Dominican Republic. Yeah, no, there's a person who's got a buzz. No, she has got a buzz. I'm still trying to convince her to put me in a suitcase. Not happening at the moment. <laughs> I don't know if she's told you this, but apparently in the hotel room, the, the rooms themselves, the bedrooms, they have uh, rum and other spirits yes. optics in there. She has told me. Yeah, so... Well, she won't be <laughs> well, leaving the, the room. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, dear me. Right, yep. She'll be buzz buzzing from for yourself. So my next buzz is, um, again, in the Life in Orpington magazine, um, there is an ad for uh, Leo Lift Each Other Gym. Uh, they're offering a 15% off. They, um, the reason why I'm also saying they're absolutely fantastic. Um, I, um, I'm one of the coaches, but the mindset mindfulness coaches that work at the, this fitness studio um, with Neil Scott. And um, his whole gym is just a different concept. And it's not just about physical, 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 let's get big. Um, it's also very, he has a deep ethos behind and culture around, it's important to have your life skills, um, your mindset, all of these things in one place. And that's where I come in, supporting uh, not, uh, people with their mindset around. And sorry, I kind of went into my little days. Um, uh, <laughs> in their mental capacity. And even if they, mm. their commitment, even when they're doing physical training, you need to have the right mindset around that. Um, and also life skills, life coaching. So, you know, it's great. You do pop over to them, and you're going to get fifteen percent off. Do you remember? Magazine. Do you remember the Olivia Newton John song? Mm. Let's get physical. Let's get, get physical, physical, physical. Let's get into physical. Yeah, that was a good song. Do you want to carry on singing the rest? Um, I would, but I don't know the lyrics. <laughs> I tell you what, one of these days we're going to have to sit down and have the full set of lyrics for a song, and just do the whole yes. lot, um, yes. as opposed to these bite size. And maybe it's time for another mm. rapper as well. Let's really I seem to be doing stories. a lot of little tunes here and there. Maybe I'm t doing another career line in singing. Not. Well, you'll just have to listen back to that last episode. Uh, uh, so bit no, that, let's leave that one. That's in the past now. Yeah, as, <laughs> as was also my interview with Councillor Yvonne Bear, uh, which I found most interesting. Apart from anything else, um, Bromley is split up into areas which we as the public, as it were, know well enough. So you've got Bromley Town Centre, Pestwood, Beckenham... Mm. West Wickham, you've got um, Orpington, Chelsfield, um, you know, the list goes on, on and on. And on yeah. But there's a lesser appreciation of the uh, divide up on the political end of things, and that's where you get wards. Mm. And so actually having her explain what the ward of uh, Cray Valley East was during this was rather uh, helpful. Uh, not only that, she made a nice cup of coffee. So um, over <laughs> to uh, Yvonne Bear. Right, so the Bromley Buzz is with Councillor Yvonne Baer this afternoon. Uh, thank you for coming on the podcast, Yvonne. Uh, it's a pleasure. Uh, thank you for inviting me. It, there, there's a, lo a lot that uh, I don't know that you can fill me in on today, which I've been looking forward to this. Uh, from very simple things, um, such as you're a councillor for Cray Valley East. I don't know what area that covers. Okay, so basically the area starts to the, the just above the Ramsden estate and goes on the um, east side of Cray Avenue all the way up to Old Maidstone Road and Roxley Corner but on the other side of the road goes um, again just more or less from uh, where Carlton Parade is up to the St Mary Cray station so just a kind of corridor on that side of the road. So it encompasses places like St Mary Cray High Street, um, Main Road in Old St Paul's Cray, um, the Nugent Centre is within the area, um, as well as all of the lanes that go to the east of that, all the way out to the A20. 
quite interesting uh, mix you have there because it's got um, uh, a retail park. Indeed. It's got uh, an awful lot of um, uh, business park it area is. and a lot of residences. It is indeed, and and countryside. So mm. it is very varied, very varied. The main road is indeed Bromley's strategic industrial corridor. So as you say, there are lots of light industrial developments all the way up Cray Avenue, Seven Oaks Way. Um, and then behind that residential and then behind that literally farmers and fields. And going round the lanes, you'd think you were in Deep Kent. So very, very different um, areas and different needs um, as a councillor to balance across that, that wide spectrum of residents. We've heard a couple of uh, people from the area on the podcast already. One of them is the Reverend Andy Coyne from the Temple URC Church. Mm-hmm. I think that's under your uh, feet, if I can misname it like that. Uh, and also Louis from the Croft Tea Room, uh, who was actually on the last episode, talking about Christmas pudding. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it, it is time to have those ready. <laughs> they do need to mature Christmas puddings. But yes, um, there are lots of... Lots of interesting um, little outlets and, and, and different types of community within that. The different churches, some of them the institutions like the Croft Tea Rooms that have been there many years. We have the river, the Cray River runs up through the the, uh, the ward with some interesting historical um, developments around it. And it's a chalk riverbed, which is unusual. It was quite quite uncommon. Ending in some beautiful lakes, which are currently available to fishermen to use. So it, it is a very, it's historic. You know, St Mary's Church in St Mary Cray is medieval, very old and very modern with all the latest industrial development parks that we have coming on opposite the Nugent Centre in what used to be Allied Bakeries, up at what used to be the Clinger. We have it all, a really widespread Actually, you know, you mention it in that way. It actually sounds quite an exciting time for the area. Really. It is. There's a lot of change going on. There's a lot of change and a lot of investment going into the area. So, uh, from your perspective, how long have you been a councillor now? Since 2018. So, this is my first term. Oh. I'm three and a half years into my first term. Uh, and tell me a bit about uh, your wider background in your life and uh, uh, what brought you to become one. <laughs> well, what... I'll, up to becoming a counsellor, I'd always worked. Um, I'm also a wife and a mother. I've got two kids I brought up. But I worked in banking throughout my career, commercial and retail banking. Um, so looking after branches and teams of um, commercial managers, looking after small, medium and large businesses, looking after um, teams throughout the whole of the south of England and London. So that, that's what I did for most of my career. And then I was coming up to retirement and I thought, um, I'm not really ready to just do nothing. And somebody said, have you thought about being a counsellor? And I looked into it a little bit and thought, that looks quite interesting. I don't know very much about all these things that counsellors do, but it looks like if I could learn it, it would be a way for me to serve the community and do something interesting with my retirement. So basically I took this on when I retired from from work, from full-time work. Well, my knowledge of counselling is, at the very least, it's an important role, a kind of uh, catalyst or conduit for Mm. the community into the council. So can you actually tell me a a bit about what um, being a counsellor actually involves? Okay. You you could even do me a day in the life. (laughs) The day in the life varies a lot. But what does a counsellor involve? Fundamentally, you are elected uh, to represent the will of the people, the local residents. And that happens on multiple levels. So at its smallest level, it is to help individual people within the ward with individual problems. And that can be anything from housing, getting your kid into the right school, and um, issues with overgrowing trees from, from the road. It might be anything that's affecting life where they think a counsellor might either be able to directly assist or point them in the direction of assistance. It can also be at a more macro level, so supporting groups of residents that have a common problem. That could be things like antisocial behaviour from quad bikes in the parks, where you're getting many complaints about something like that. And, and then your role is to work with all the various agencies 
not just the council, but in the case of a problem like that, the police as well, um, and even housing associations, because they might be affected by it on the, the periphery of the, the, the parks, and try and come up with solutions as to how we might tackle the problem. And then ultimately, at the highest level, you're there to represent um, the people in policy making at local government level. And um, that is both in terms of representing the people in your ward, but at that level, you also have to consider the wider borough and what's best for the totality of the population of the borough, which is why we sit on a variety of uh, different committees in which we scrutinise policy proposals and make sure that they are consistent with the needs of the people of Bromley. Well, I know that you're on a number of uh, committees and one in particular the chairperson of mm. Renewal, Recreation and Housing Policy Development and Scrutiny Committee, <laughs> which may hold a record for the longest title. It, is, no, it actually should have and economic development thrown in, but we decided that that was really too long, so, so no. Um, yes, uh, the interesting thing is you become a councillor and, and it's a bit like having a baby. People explain to you what's involved, but you haven't got a clue till you actually be, become one. And in the first couple of years, you spend most of your time learning and trying to figure out who you have to go to to get answers to questions, who can help, um, which, which um, and indeed understanding how much influence you can personally have and how to influence policy. As you become slightly more experienced, start to learn how the thing functions, that's when you start thinking it's time for me to start taking more responsibility, more leadership in here, because I can now begin to add value, which is why three years in, I've started taking on or putting myself forward for, and then being, you're elected into these roles by your peers, effectively, into more senior roles. So the two that I have that are, are um, the most in leadership capacities, if you like, on, on committees. It is Renewal, Recreation and Housing, and the other is I'm Vice Chairman of Development Control Committee, which is the planning committee that looks at very large planning applications. Renewal, Recreation and Housing and Economic Development looks at kind of what it says on the tin. So it's all of the leisure and culture facilities that we offer within the borough. Um, it's housing in the sense of how we meet our statutory duty to help people who are homeless within the borough. Um, and economic development is about creating an environment which enables businesses to thrive within the borough. Encompasses libraries, leisure centres, um, you know, any, the, the theatre, Bromley the Churchill Theatre and so on. So it's a very wide reaching portfolio. Um, it does have a very close link into planning because some of the activities of the portfolio engage with planning, such as we have now started building our own houses um, to take people off the housing register and give them a permanent home. And as a council, we've, we've identified sites, mostly so far car parks that are not fully utilised, on which such housing can be built. There's obviously a planning implication to that and the planning department actually sits within the same directorship. So it is useful that I have a foot in both camps and I can understand the planning aspects of these developments alongside what they we're trying to achieve in terms of facilities offered to the residents. So that's why I've, I've kind of got involved with both sides of that because they, they are synergistic in ensuring smooth delivery of some of the projects that we're looking at. And, and there's an awful lot of investment going on in Bromley. Um, as I say, there are three housing schemes currently under development, a fourth one that's about to come forward to planning committee next week. Um, we are looking at re renovation of a lot of the leisure centres and libraries. Um, just at the last committee, we looked at West Wickham, where we're going to completely redevelop the library there and put some housing into the um, car park behind it. So... Um, it's not a quiet portfolio. <laughs> There's an awful lot going on. It keeps me very busy. But having um, come from a business background, largely, it seemed an obvious one for me to get involved in because it does have quite a lot of synergistic kind of links into the business community too, which is part of ensuring a vibrant society that we have. And one of the things that I worked on um, in the run-up to taking on this role was an economic development strategy for the borough. 
um, which was published earlier this year, which has really tried to link all of the support we're giving into business into our wider strategies to make sure that Bromley remains not only a great place to live, but a great place to work as well. So how do uh, people in your ward get hold of you? And what kind of things are they most after you for okay. right now? They can get hold of us a number of ways. And they even even in lockdown, they had no trouble finding us. So um, we're obviously available by email and by phone number. Um, we And you can find that on the Bromley website. So if you go on to um, London Borough Bromley, and look up councillors there's a link on there which says your councillor and if you put your postcode in it'll come up with the names and all the contact email email addresses telephone numbers and so on for the councillors looking after the ward people seem to find us quite readily through that route but we also attend a surgery in Cray Valley East in my ward every other Saturday from um, well it's normally the first and third Saturday to be crystal clear um, from 11 till 12 and we either sit in a tent the tent's currently broken so we're just sitting outside um pret in the nugent center and we have a little a board that we put by us so people can find us and uh, we sit there for an hour and anybody can turn up no appointment required just just come and chat to us and people do i've never sat there for a whole hour with nobody turn up so people do come along um, we also put out an in-touch newsletter that was um, suspended, unfortunately, due to COVID for a while. But uh, we're in the process of delivering one as we speak. Right now, there's a new one just going out right now. And that also gives all our contact details and it gives an update on what we've been up to so people can see what's been keeping us busy. Hmm. What do they ask us about? That was your yes. other question, wasn't it? They ask us about a huge variety of things. I mean, sure, we get a fair number of questions about potholes and yellow lines that need painting and things like that. Um, but we do, we do get. I'm thinking about questions I've had this week. Um, one was about a rough sleeper that's been identified in church grounds, and how do we get somebody out to to talk to them and see how we get help to them. Um, that's being organised um, as we speak. A second one I had this week was about a planning application and um, about a company that wants to open up to a, a, a to quite a tight deadline and they need an application approving for the signage that will go with it and seeing what I could do to help get that moving along more quickly. Um, so, I mean, it's a huge variety of things. It can be about a lady who's currently in temporary accommodation who's desperate to move on. What else can we do to, to help her get to the top of the list to get into permanent accommodation? It's a huge variety. So in the time you've had, which as you say is around three years plus now, um, could you tell me about any particular highlights of things you've done and enjoyed? Yeah, I think, I think the highlights are when you achieve something, when you actually make a difference. And that can happen at a macro level or at a micro level. So at, at a high level, at the council, one of the things that I'm kind of really proud of achieving is getting the economic development strategy published. Um, because up to that point, while Romney did do a lot to support business, it was never pulled together in one place and easily articulated. Um, we have now done that, profiled the area, understood where our strengths and weaknesses are and looked at beginning to target some very specific help to the business community, including things like um, starting a um, business startup support service through our libraries. It's called Startup Bromley. Um, having all the COVID grants, help, grants helped catalyse that as well. But it has been really um, useful to get a, a clear clearly articulated focus on how we support our business community to thrive in Bromley and we are now directing some of the discretionary money that we have received um, from the Covid grant funds about restart restarting the economy towards encouraging people to move to Bromley and take up sites within Bromley so that we are stimulating the local economy. So at a macro level Oh, and I should say the other thing that came with that was a digital infrastructure strategy. 
So I did a lot of work um, with officers to come to an agreement with OpenReach that they would roll out fast full fibre broadband um, rapidly throughout the borough. And they've committed to doing five of our exchanges. I think we've got eight, so there are a few more to go. And it does take them a while to do it, even after they commit it's still several years before they, the rollout is complete. But we are absolutely committed to getting outstanding connectivity for both our residents and our businesses in the borough. And so that was part of that economic development strategy was to say we've got to have good digital connectivity. And we've been able to get something moving on that, um, both with full fibre, but also with... Um, mobile connectivity as we're looking at starting to use some of our council assets to put um, booster boxes on to improve 4g 5g connectivity within the borough so at a macro level that's probably it at, at a local level though it's when you make a difference to someone's individual life so you know I'll, an example being somebody who came to me that that had had a flood and um well, it was a leak which caused a, a flood and had severe damage to his property and it was social housing and um, he was struggling to get it fixed in any kind of acceptable time scale and I spoke to the housing association got it escalated through them got it fixed for him and he turned up at my surgery with an absolutely massive bouquet of flowers to say thank you for what I'd done and that really touches you when you, you get that kind of thank you you think Actually, it's all worthwhile. You know, all the effort and the frustration and kicking and screaming to get things done. When you make a difference to somebody's life, makes it definitely worthwhile. I do wonder if uh, being in politics in any form is a little bit like being a teacher, where the children don't understand that the teacher actually has a life outside of what they see day to day. <laughs> so uh, do you have any particular interests or hobbies that are away from all of this? Yeah, I do. And I just, the thing about the councillor's job is it's very lumpy. You know, you can go through phases when there's lots happening and then you can have a little lull when nobody's bothering you for a while, you know. so the, And the more involved you get... Um, the more committee activity you get involved with, obviously the busier you get. Uh, but we do get little gaps in between. What do I like doing in that time? Well, I I have a lovely garden and I really enjoy spending time in my garden and growing my own veg fruit and vegetables. So I, I can't say I've achieved self-sufficiency on this point yet, but I do have certain glots of things and I spend a fair amount of my time making jam. <laughs> and freezing things so gardening is one of my interests um i like to travel so whenever we're allowed clearly it's been tricky over the last few years but uh, before that we've been to some wonderful places around the world and the uk and you know, not even that far away from home um member of the national trust so we regularly make the most of our membership by visiting all the national trust sites around us oh and english heritage the same so both I live in a historic building, a listed building, so I have quite an interest in the local history and how this particular house fits into that history. So uh, I like to read and I've got a family and I'm about to become a grandmother. So that'll be another thing that came there. I'm taking up knitting again, starting to produce baby clothes. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> All sorts of things like that keep me busy. Right, well, there is a, an election coming up next May. I believe there are changes afoot in the boundaries. Would you like to tell me about that? There are indeed, certainly in the Crays. So at the moment, we are split Cray Valley East and West, basically on an East-West line split. What's happening next year is we are um, changing that, the, the, well, the, rather the Boundary Commission have recommended a change in that, that instead of being an East-West split, it's a North-South split. And it becomes St. St. Paul's Cray. The ward will be named St. Paul's Cray in the north and St. Mary Cray in the south. And the boundary line will be the railway line, effectively. So if you imagine it you know, runs from St. Mary Cray Station through St. Mary Cray Village out, it is that will be the northernmost part of St. Mary Cray and the southernmost part of St. Paul's Cray, if you like, with the exception of Station Road, um, which goes slightly north of the railway line and round to the high street. Otherwise, the parish church for St Mary Cray would have ended up in St Paul's Cray, which wouldn't have made sense. So that's come south. And the southern end of St Mary Cray 
um, is more or less where the southern end of um, Cray Valley East is now, but we are, get a little bit of Orpington as well. So there, there will be a change. You won't be um, in Cray Valley East or West anymore as residents. People will be in St Mary Cray or St Paul's Cray come next May. Other than who people are voting for, do you think that's going to make any practical difference in the services that will be delivered? I don't think it will make a huge difference in services that are delivered. And in fact, Cray Valley East and West work quite closely together anyway. Um, we do regard ourselves as one community in the Cray Valley. We have residents associations which bridge both east and west, and they'll now bridge north and south, I'm sure. So I suspect it's it won't make a huge difference to anything much, though the names are probably more appropriate in the sense that there is a place called St Mary Cray and there is a place called St Paul's Cray. There's nowhere called Cray Valley East and West, if you know what I mean. They're just ward names. So there may be a logic to the naming of it, but for the rest, I don't think people will see a big difference. Though, as you rightly say, there will be a change in who the candidates are. Thank you very much for your time. You're most welcome. It's very interesting. Yeah, I thought so. Mm. Um, Right. So, another buzz. More and more buzzes. Lots and lots of buzzes. Is it your buzz or is it my buzz? It's my buzz, isn't it? So, my buzz, uh, another one, is that for the last sort of five weeks or so, I have been coaching a young person who's in university. Um, You know, he's been struggling with a lot of confidence and anxiety and stress. And as we know, not just... Um, because of the pandemic but I think that has really um, put a lot of pressure on young people Um, so and they need so much support it's incredible and it's not just in one area it's like when you start peeling back the onions there's so much more going on but my buzz is that in five weeks of coaching this lovely young um, girl she has made a tremendous shift in the way she thinks about herself, the way, um, because you know, I talk all about self-awareness. It's incredible. And she has taken on such, um, all the advice and suggestions openly, and she's implementing them. And I'm just so proud of her uh, to make this shift in such a short time. And, um, you know, talking to her as well, she was saying that so many of her friends that she knows could do with coaching um and i think you know it needs to be part of the education um in universities they need something specifically Uh, and schools of course i talk about that yeah starting from very young but you know i just wanted to say when somebody makes such a shift like that it it just lightens up my day it just inspires me and reminds me that this is why I do what I do, and mm. I love it. So yes, she has really inspired me, and I'm learning from her as well, which is the greatest pleasure. Well, what you're referring to there uh, is about people who have an issue, problem, whatever, and, mm. and overcoming it, so sometimes yep. with outside professional help. Mm. Um, talking of which, we, we occasionally refer to Strictly Come Dancing on here. <gasps> yes. Uh, Dan survived at the weekend. I know. Uh, There's a man with no dance background whatsoever who's having uh, practically 24 7 seven days a week coaching at the hands of Mm. uh, his professional partner. He's doing a fine job. He's doing an amazing job. Um, What's your thought on AJ? Um, my thought on AJ is that I haven't enjoyed the last couple of dances that much, but she still remains one of the very best dancers mm-hmm. in there and quite possibly a winner of the show. Yes. Although my yeah. money at the moment is um, still on Rose, who I'd like mm. to win it. I'm a, a Rose fan. She's You're awesome. a Rose fan. Yeah. I quite like, um, yeah, Rose definitely, but I also like uh, John and Johanna. Mm. Well, they're, they're still um, fighting and in there as mm. well, so... Anyway, I'll keep up watching of Strictly. Talking of TV as well, I was recommending something to earlier on. Uh, to get a bit topical with that. Uh, what We Do in the Shadows. Introduced to me by one of my daughters, BBC thing. Uh, some British actors set in America. Vampires. Uh, I want vampires. to suck your blood. Uh, they absolutely, definitely do want to uh, <laughs> suck your blood. Uh, there's no vegetarian vampires in, in that lot. Mm-hmm. Although one of them... All right, so you've basically got... Um, 
Nandor, or used to be Nandor mm. the Relentless back in the day, um, and Laszlo and Narja, three classic vampires uh, with issues. Uh, Guillermo, they're familiar, and an energy vampire who comes along and bores you into losing all your energy. So he's an energy vampire called Colin Robinson. Even the name starts to do that. Mm. Sorry, any Colin Robinsons who are listening, you're called people, really. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's a really funny show, and the BBC's been giving a little plug lately, and uh, as they should. Uh, and that's been giving me a little bit of a, a, a non Bromley buzz. I'm, I'm going to have to um, check it out. So it's What We Do in the Shadows on BBC. What We Do in the Shadows, yeah. Brilliant. Uh, okay, right. Um, Would you like to do an affirmation before we do any more buzzes? Yeah, let's do the affirmation. Mm. Why not? Um, so this week's affirmation, um, or should I say empowering question, is what is the most adventurous or courageous thing you have done so far? How did it make you feel? So I think, you know, this is to provoke your thoughts and empower yourself when you're feeling a bit down or you're kind of stuck a little bit in maybe where you're going, your your goals. And think about, you know, what is the most adventurous and courageous thing you've done? How did you get there? And how did it make you feel? Because that should then inspire you to hopefully move forward with what you're facing at the moment. This is the trouble when you're in your 50s. I've got so much of my life to look back on. It's going to take me ages to work that one out. Well, then you've had an amazing life. There you go. Lots to learn for. We never stop learning from our past. Well, that's very true. Um, at least I hope Even through the anyway. wrongs. Wrongs yeah. and rights. We still learn. Well, we're going to be learning soon um, because we're working on future guests and so on with the podcast. Mm. And I'm quite buzzed about this one because um, the president of Blackheath and uh, Bromley Harriers Athletics Club has been in touch and uh, we're going to be heading up to Norman Park, their athletics track and doing some recording from there and that's a, a place which has fostered the likes of Adam Jamili, uh, Dina mm. Asher-Smith and some really great athletes including on the uh, disability uh, sports yep. side as well, Paralympic. Paralympians, that's a better Paralympians, word. Paralympians, yeah. Um, and, and that kind of interest uh, from people in the community uh, is quite inspiring to me, actually, mm. so that's a, a lovely one. Do you have any f final...? Uh... Yes, I've got uh, two more. But um, speaking of Norman Park, because mm. we've got uh, the Bromley Football Club next door. Mm -hmm. um, and, I, I mean, I got a real buzz out of that. Cause I haven't been there for quite some time because I used to go there for networking um, events. But um, obviously during the lockdown, they have uh, created a brand new building. And we'll talk more about that because we actually have a meeting with uh, Emma and Ben coming up this week. Mm -hmm. I think it's this week, yes. And um, they're going to give us more insight about it. But I went along and I was speaking to Ben Hayward, and who's an event uh, coordinator there. Lovely young man. And he showed me around. And they've created this massive building that is enormous. It caters now for 500 people. It's going to have a gift shop in there, a couple of bars, uh, it's going to be free open so anybody can go in and out. Uh, they're looking forward to creating um, events there as well. But what's amazing is part of the building, they have uh, an academy as well, a football academy, which is amazing. Didn't get to go in there and see. Um, hoping that we'll, when we go down mm. for our meeting, we will get a chance to go and have a look because Emma will have the keys. So, yeah, uh, I was just really impressed with what they have. They've already got teams from, uh, football teams from outside coming to the Bromley Football Club and training on their new um, small pitches, you know, the five-a-side pitch, the six-a-side pitch, the seven-a-side, I think it's soccer pitch. And they're, uh, they're actually in the process of creating two more. They've already got two, and they're doing two more. Absolutely fantastic. So that was a real buzz to see that um, because they're doing amazing stuff. Well, the thing is, and they're not far of off of getting into the Football League. And yes. even to this day, there are still clubs that have come out of um, effectively complete obscurity. People like um, Fleetwood Town, I think, who have mm. quite strong backers. Crawley, I think, might be another example. Uh, and they've got into various levels of the uh, Football League mm. uh, and prospered so I would not be at all surprised if Bromley's football club got as far as the championship or even the premiership oh yeah absolutely. within uh, the foreseeable future yeah. they just need the right back in the right team the right mindset all mm -hmm. that stuff 
Absolutely. No, that was a real buzz. It was great to see that right at our doorstep. Mm. And I think they need to be promoted a lot more. Um, and my final buzz, can I do my final buzz? You most certainly can. I'm just really excited about being an elf for the Rotary Club. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering whether to get some elf ears and an elf hat. Well, Haven't decided yet. They need to be quite big elf ears because you've got lots of hair and they'll be hiding behind it. Yes, they will have to. Maybe mm. I'll make some paper mache ones. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you doing that at? Um, so I think the first one we're going to do is towards Biggin Hill area. Mm. So it'll be myself, uh, Jason uh, Morrill, uh, Sarah Marsh-Collins. Uh, Jason has uh, volunteered to be Santa himself. A, mm. a, a, a Santa, <laughs> Santa window cleaner. Interesting. Mm. Yes. Uh, yes. And then Sarah and myself, we're going to be the elf. So really excited about that. It's, you know, doing it for a great cause for the Rotary um, Bromley Club. So, yeah, mm. brilliant. Well, keep an eye on the uh, at Bromley Buzz social media and we'll be sharing that kind of thing. Yes, lots of photos to come. Talking of social media, uh, I wasn't intending this as a link, but it's a nice one. Uh, Spotted on social is uh, often a part of the, the show. Mm. And I have one back to life in Orpington there, uh, underscore or hyphen uh, life in mags. Twitter uh, threw up uh, something about Josette from My Party Box Fun. I've been told about there being a uh, small business Saturday organisation, 100 entrepreneurs that they rather like, person in Bromley, and uh, it turns out it was Josette. Uh, So it said on on their social, um, My Party Box Fun, a locally based business that has been featured as one of Small Business Saturday's UK's 100 inspiring small businesses. We couldn't be prouder that Josette has been featured. She's an inspiration to us all. Uh, so hopefully we'll be having her on the show as well and find Amazing. out a bit more about that. Mm. And that brings us on to What's, what's On, on? Uh, with or without Elfiers. Um, okay, so we have coming up. Uh, haven't got the dates for this, because but they range over a couple of weeks, if I remember correctly, uh, over December into January. <laughs> Sorry, I just read that through. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah, I know where you've got to. You can read out that bit as a result of that. Right, uh, Bridge House <laughs> Theatre Penge, Dick Whittington, and then the Panto. Sleeping Booty Pantos. <laughs> yes, and the booty is spelled B-O-O-T-Y, Why, is it not? Yes, yes, it is spelled. Which makes me immediately think of the Kardashians for some reason. <laughs> anyway. Uh, What's happening from the 4th of December to the 19th of December? Uh, nothing involving booty, I don't think. Um, <laughs> right, um, Bethlehem Art Fair at the Bethlehem Gallery, 11am uh, to 6pm. Their annual open exhibition showcasing the work of artists from South London and Maudsley NHS Foundation Trust. The fair offers an exciting variety of desirable paintings, prints, drawings, ceramics, photographs, textiles and sculpture made by over 40 artists. Please join us for the festivities. There's something for everyone with a selection of art, gifts, cards and mince pies. That seems to be a bit of a theme now, mince pies. Mince pies. Uh, Opening night, 3rd December. Three to six. That would definitely be one to go to. That would be lovely. I know you'd be wanting to go there, and I've, I've been yes. there. Uh, the the museum side is just fascinating. I mean, you know, also, um, I'm really keen to um, speak to them and get some of the artists on my uh, Mindset Matters radio show because it's uh, a lot of them are artists who have faced difficult and challenging times around mental health, haven't they? So it would be, and that's what they cater. They're giving those people who have gone through a difficult time, a place to be creative. I, th- I think shine. the most famous one associated mm-hmm. with uh, them and the, the, the Bethlehem, uh, Bedlam background it had was an artist called Louis Wayne, uh, who's very, very famous for quite brilliant depictions of cats. Um, right par- up my making street. Them, making them look rather more human than they are. Now, I'm going to Nanny talk about Smiths. daddies now, which may give you pause for thought, because you might contribute to this one. But... There's lots of things around Bromley which are really good. One of them, I think, is actually the quality of our, our delis, the places you can pop into and get rather unique bits of mm. food. Because I came across Nanny Smith's Deli, um, only virtually so far, uh, which on Twitter uh, or Instagram, Instagram described itself as a quality delicatessen serving a local community from the heart of Farnborough Village, which we haven't talked about that much. Open 7am to 3pm Monday to Friday and 8 till 3 Saturday and 8 to 2 on Sundays, nannysmithdeli.com. Um, 
you know, the picture they had up looked like it was rather enticing in the food department. Mm. But there's so many other places um, that you can buzz around in Bromley. Croft Tea Room, I had Louis on the podcast recently. And Joel's in Chislehurst. Um, Grace Forty, where I'm hopefully going to nip into later on in Bromley Town Centre and nab some food out of. Uh, Belmondo's in Green Street Green, where I have a particular love of the bread pudding. Amelia's in Petswood, where they serve arancini made by the live-in chef, who's again local and other things. There's just a lot of them. Have I missed any delis or uh, independent food outlets that uh, get you going? In fact, you were one, in, one this morning. I don't know if it was independent or not, but uh, uh, you no, like it's to not be quite chilled out in. That's been run by a football um person, I can't remember his name, but it's called Unico Gelato, mm-hmm. Italian, um, they do some amazing Italian coffees, Italian desserts, uh, pastries, and gelato, mm. divine. Was that where the lemon meringue we just had came from? Yes. Yes, that was rather the tasty, insofar as my surviving yes. sense of taste can actually tell, it was rather Yeah, nice. I do love um, that little um, gelato place, it's lovely, it's, uh, it's literally at the um, end of Bromley South Station, so a bit further up, mm-hmm. just before you hit the glades, if you're going up the hill, uh, you'll see it on the corner next to, uh, right in between actually, Nationwide uh, Bank and KFC. Hmm. So yes, in fact, that would be pretty close to Contingent Works, which is also on that corner. Yes. Uh, well, there was a craft event uh, recently as well, which was interesting. Mm. Right, other things that are interesting. Streets um, Pinner. Streets Pinner. Uh, on uh, in Instagram again. Um, event alert. Start up Bromley Winter Showcase. Du, du, du. Uh, when? Thursday 9th December 11 to 4 at Bromley Central Library where we are now but the fourth floor so three up from us. Come along and meet up at Start Up Bromley members. Uh, oh I'm one of them. Uh, and I think you are as well. Uh, of course I am. Exploring the fantastic <laughs> range of products and services provided by Bromley businesses. Well, that should be four then, because there's lots of fantastic Bromley yes. businesses. That's the one I was telling you about, um, that they're going to be having when we, before we start the podcast, mm. that there'll be some businesses here. Well, Street um, Pin itself is a uh, basically a hyper-local offers and um, what's on board that yes. um, is being started the, by a local chap. They're going to have a stand, stand apparently. Yeah, yeah, they're going to have a stand here. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely worth looking at them, you know, and even go to their, um, their website and their pinboards, have a look at what they do. Yep, and they say to check it out um, mm. via streetpin.com slash pinboard slash startup underscore Bromley. Uh, and, yeah, that's enough web addresses for one show. I, God, I'm, I'm web addressed out. Yeah, you've got an awful lot of webs here, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but it's important to give those out, isn't it? It is. Um, right, now, as we're getting to the end, we've been um, doing our buzz to... Christmas themed tunes mm. lately. Should we try that again? Which one are we going to do it to? What have we done? Uh, we've done Jingle Bells. We've done Jingle Bells. We did Away in a Manger, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Last time. Oh, Little Town of Bethlehem? I've talked about that one before. Or did we do Oh, Little Town of Bethlehem? Or did we? I can't remember. Hmm. What are we like? Can't do the Slade one. Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody, because uh, it sort of starts off very loud and whatever. Santa baby, hurry down the chimney tonight. <laughs> okay. All right, we'll buzz out to the theme of uh, Santa baby then. That, that's going to be a, an interesting one, and I probably can't even hold the tune. I can't even hold the tune. <laughs> that's a Mariah Carey one. It is. Um, There's no way her. I can compete with that voice. Anyway, as we're running up to Christmas, it's uh, Happy Christmas and uh, New Year when that yes, turns up for all our listeners. Up. And, uh, and um, right. yeah, start putting up those Christmas trees. Right. Mine's going up this week. Z-Z-Z-Z. 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 You're not joining me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm letting you. Baby. I've just been explaining uh, to a gentleman called uh, Jeff Wilkinson uh, about the concept of Marvel uh, films and the fact that uh, after the credits something comes up ages afterwards well we're doing this today and uh, here's our additional special super bonus guest at the end of the podcast Uh, and Jeff joins us from the vicinity of Maidstone uh, so he's out in Kent and um, this is about Small Business Saturday which is coming up very shortly on the 4th of December 
and uh, we have a advocate for it in Bromley, uh, Chandra Sharma of Tangent Office Resources, uh, but he was only on the show in the last couple of weeks, so it didn't seem fair to get him going for it again. Uh, so we have uh, Jeff. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself and tell me about your business? Yeah, hi there. So uh, I'm Jeff Wilkinson. I'm managing director of uh, Wilkinson Construction Consultants. Uh, we're a uh, small family business uh, based, as you say, down in uh, uh, Maidstone area in Kent. And um, we cover the, the whole of London and South East. So we do quite a lot of work in uh, the, the Bromley area for a start. Um, and we offer an alternative to using the local authority building control service. I think that's something that's often uh, forgotten about that there are uh, lots of small businesses out there that are offering services uh, throughout the whole of the year um, so you don't necessarily have to use all of the uh, large corporates or your local authority services um, you can look to to use uh, any of the small businesses that are out there um, and that's really what the whole of this uh, small business Saturday campaign is about is encouraging people to use uh, the UK's absolutely brilliant fantastic small businesses Yes, uh, and small is very, very frequently local as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, with, with the whole of this, and I think we're now in the, the ninth year of uh, this particular campaign, and uh, it really is there to encourage uh, everyone to, to shop local and shop small, uh, support the, the businesses that uh, are in their community, uh, because invariably it's those um, small businesses that are actually the ones that are giving back to the community, uh, either directly through employing local people or indirectly through uh, maybe local charities, that kind of stuff. Um, invariably, as I say, it is it is these small businesses that are there to, uh, to help and actually really put stuff back into your local community. Well, quite. Um, myself and Zenat Narani, as hosts of this podcast, uh, that is very much what we had in mind with this, um, Bromley Needs. Uh, joining up and sharing of information, more civic pride and more people outside taking a look at us. So we came up with a podcast. So there we go. Uh, what will you be doing uh, on the day yourself? We've been doing a, a range of interviews similar to this uh, in the, the run-up to the day itself. Uh, but on the day itself, we're going to be launching um, a top 10 tips guide. Um, as I say, effectively, you can use us instead of the local authority uh, to get building control consent. Uh, but the process of getting building control consent can sometimes be quite taxing. So what we're doing is we're putting out there 10 top tips to help you get your plans approved in the quickest and easiest way possible, which ultimately will help to save you money as well on the day. Um, so that, that's a great thing to look out for. Um, but across the, the, the whole of the uh, UK, you'll find other small businesses will be promoting their business as well. Uh, if you look out for the hashtag Small Business Saturday, um, you'll find that uh, there are literally hundreds, if not thousands, uh, of small businesses all with offers out there. I mean, just within the construction industry itself, by the way, there are over a million small businesses uh, just within the construction sector that we work uh, within. So when the government turn around and start saying things like build back better and and build back greener it will actually be the uh, small businesses like ourselves the entrepreneurs the risk takers the people that have put their mortgages on the line uh, to uh, to actually set up the, the, themselves in business they'll be the ones that are actually building britain back better thank you that's actually rather inspiring uh, th thank you to small business saturday for putting us in touch it must be nice to be um, uh, effectively used as an advocate by them uh, absolutely, as I say, I mean, we, we're, we're very keen, as I say, uh, obviously we're, we're keen to promote our, our own um, uh, company, so www.thebuildinspector.org if you get a chance, uh, look us up, um, but also to um, just advocate for all of the uh, hundreds, thousands, millions of small businesses that are out there. I mean, at this time of year in particular, the thoughts generally are uh, everyone's going to be going out and uh, doing their Christmas shopping. So whilst you're out Christmas shopping, look for those small local businesses that often have some very unique uh, gifts within them rather than just going out to, to the big nationals and, and doing your shopping there. But also whilst you're out as well, don't forget there are lots of local cafes and uh, places like that. So you can just pop in, grab yourself a coffee and that. Forget about the, the, the big national chains. Look for those small little local businesses because um, you'll be really supporting them. And, and after the year that we've had, uh, or the 
the two years that we've had really um, all of these small local shops really do need your support in the run up to Christmas so anything that you can do even if it is just buying coffee or whatever all of that just helps and if you can um, in particular if you have a great time a great experience there share it on your social media uh, let other people know as well uh, that there are um, other local shops local uh, businesses out there that are offering a great service because we all know just how terrible some of the big national service uh, can actually be but when you're shopping local and you're shopping small you're dealing often with the, the entrepreneur the actual business owner themselves uh, and you get a much better service um, by dealing direct the people that are offering that business well in a moment if, if you have a particular favorite because we don't just have to talk about bromley outlets uh, that you shopped from or uh, coffeed in lately feel free because uh, i'm just going to throw in cole's butchers in green street green who themselves in turn are tied to a kentish farm and we've just ordered our uh, christmas turkey uh, and chipolatas and so on uh, from them because uh, they're really good and uh, actually in this same episode we've been talking about local coffee shops and delis which are, are just coming up with some fantastic stuff right now Any, anything you've had that's uh, excited you lately or places you've uh, been in just the odd one um, we, we, we really like Leah's Bistro which is uh, based in the high street in Maidstone uh, they offer some, some great coffees great lunch and some top quality cakes as well if you're uh, in and around that area well thank you for giving a fellow small business a plug that's very apt and thank you very much for your time Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure to speak to you.